Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a peculiar podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool. She's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. This <laughs> just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Yeehaw! Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. And so, like a punch-drunk boxer, we get back up off the canvas and we swing one more time. First we spit in the bucket. Yeah. And uh, cut me, would you, Lisa? Yeah. Cut me. Ugh. Hey, uh, good to see you. Yeah, and good to see you too. Another another one of these podcasts that are peculiar. Thanks, uh, folks. We get uh, we get messages every once in a while from folks who say they've discovered us. Mm-hmm. Uh, some say it's like discovering a bunion on your foot and you can't wait to get it removed. But other people say, "Hey, this is good. It's good to good to hear you." Crazy stuff that you talk about. <laughs> I was uh, watching a movie the other night and i've discovered and you and i talked about this uh, a bit off the air where the good movies uh, aren't the ones that are being made right now but you should you go back just 20 25 years and there's some good stuff in there that i realized either i never saw the first time around or i've forgotten completely what it was about yeah, from the 1980s. I mean, that whole there are some great movies that still hold up really well, and I haven't been that thrilled with any of the summer blockbusters that. By are By the way, we out. were talking about Superman, the the new Superman. Don't Man of that. Steel. Yeah, and my brother said he went to it, and he said it was long and tedious and not good. See, and I've I've seen other people on Facebook say, yeah. I was I was ready to be disappointed and I thought it was good. You yeah. just never know. You you can't I never judge a movie by what other people say. But you have They said the Lone Ranger was a big fat stinker. The Lone Ranger. I'll make the decision on yeah, whether but, it's a big but, fat I mean, stinker. You got to put your money out for these things and if you, you it's nice to have some caveat, somebody that's can it maybe tell you, "Hey, I'm just telling you." Uh, this thing's got a lot of, let's just say, got a lot of people with their heads getting blown off. If you don't like that kind of thing, then you probably wouldn't like You're this You're probably movie. already going to know from the rating um, how graphic things are going to be. You pretty much are going to know, right? Yeah, I suppose. I but. mean, and, and I don't know if you were like, I, I knew a person that no matter what Roger Ebert said, if, if he thumbs down a movie, there was no way he was ever going to see it. By the way. Roger Ebert thumbs it up. He's going. He doesn't even care. Yeah. Well, he he was a pre- he's pretty good. He was a pretty good critic that way for me yeah, too. I suppose. Yeah, he you get to trust certain people over time. They uh, uh TB um what is it? Uh the TCM Turner Classic Movie Channel yeah, that's a great has channel. been running a series of clips that uh have to do with jo- Johnny Carson interviews. 
Yes, that's right. They have a whole, they've compiled the best yeah, of. Just the interview part. Yes. And, and the best part best, of the interview. Best interviews. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Conan O'Brien is the host, and they're very short. They're 11 to 15 minutes in length. Right. And there was one great clip, and it was from like 1982, and Chevy Chase was the guest on The Tonight Show, and he had just made the movie The Three Amigos. Mm-hmm. And so he's talking it up as you would and as conan o'brien points out a, a scheduler uh, would never put together a thing like this but it did happen on that occasion is that the guests immediately following chevy chase were siskel and ebert both of whom hated oh, the three amigos wow. they thought it was one of the worst movies they'd ever seen oh and so wow. here's Awkward. chevy sitting on the couch next to ebert who's giving no ground by the way he's not saying uh, again uh, it wasn't that bad there were some good scenes yeah. no he just he was letting them have it i love with, that with, i'm gonna have to go I, see that yeah, it was really great I'm have to watch you never that. see stuff like that anymore <laughs> on tv everybody's <laughs> polite to face to face and then as soon as they leave the room you let them have it uh, exactly but one one of the guys that i've been watching i just happened to be watching some of his his films because they just are coming up now is michael douglas yeah and i just watched one called the game have you ever seen that one that is such a great movie with sean penn it's a good movie it's a really good movie and sean penn plays his younger brother right um i've actually watched that i've seen it three or four times i think it's just fascinating i hadn't seen it in years so it was like a new movie to me yeah that's the great thing it was fun and then one of my favorites uh another a film by Douglas that Douglas is in is called Falling Down. Have you ever seen that Excellent one? Excellent movie. Seen yeah. that a couple of times. It's, he looks completely different. Yeah, it's he, very. He it's really very, physically. He physically looks different in this yeah. movie. It's it's a it's a pretty interesting film. It's because very intense. It's relatable in it's a way. It's Very relatable. That you just what the capabilities are of any one of us if we're just pushed a little too far. Yeah. We're a little unstable anyway because of circumstances in our life, and boom, it's a, it's a fun film it is a fun film cool. i i like a lot of his films uh i just read the book and watched the movie disclosure with demi moore mm-hmm. uh that was you mentioned was filmed here in seattle yeah i didn't did, remember the name of it i just saw that recently too and yeah. fatal attraction i tell you what that movie holds up so well uh that was another film from the 80s that I remember just blowing audiences away. You go back and watch it now. Glenn Close is phenomenally great. And uh, no wonder she was nominated for an Oscar for that. Yeah, she's, uh, she's pretty frightening in that She film. was really good. And um, Ann Archer, I didn't realize, was a relative unknown at that hmm. time when she played Michael Douglas's uh, wife in that film. She's still a relative uh, unknown to me. I'm not really sure who Ann that Archer? is. Ann Archer? Yeah, I don't really what know the, who What's that? wrong with you? Ann well, Archer. Nothing's wrong with she me. Was in, she was, Ann Archer doesn't know who I am. She co-starred with uh, Harrison Ford in The Patriot Game. She played... Okay, never Harrison mind. Harrison who? Oh, jeez. Yeah. All right. No, I, I know. So, I sort of know... But, but she's kind of down below the radar a little what bit. What I want to see is Michael Douglas's new film, but it's on HBO. I don't get HBO. You don't understand it? I don't get it. You don't understand No, it. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't receive it. Uh, I've seen it. Behind the Candelabra. Yes. He plays Libera- Liberace, and uh, Matt Damon is... Uh, His lover. Liberace's, they're both terrific His lover. in the movie. I, I thought it was terrific. I, I guarantee you both those two actors will be nominated for an Emmy, and I don't know which one deserves it more. It would have been tempting for Michael Douglas, as playing Liberace, to overdo it. Yeah. You know? 
No, he but it's tackled just, it's it. It's pulled back just around, about right. If you've ever mm-hmm. seen an old video of Liberace, he's got it about right. It's pretty good. And I guess they went to great lengths to decorate the set and make it as authentic as possible. And there's a bathtub, and I, I remember reading the article in Entertainment Weekly, there's a bathtub featured yep. in, in this film. That, and they're both in the bathtub. That I think is either the original or an exact replica that they just found. They called around and said, we're looking for this bathtub. And, and some pawn shop goes, hey, I got one of those. And, and really? they were amazed that they could get it now, didn't for they have the a actual Liber- movie. Didn't they have a Liberace museum in Las Vegas? And I'm, I'm getting hazy know. with this. I don't know. I can look that, it up. That, that had a bunch of his stuff. But then I think it subsequently has closed because of how we are as a as a world these days we move swiftly past what do you mean just well, we don't I, care I, anymore i just don't think people uh, of a certain age first of all i've yeah. never heard of liberace to begin with probably most people right. he was he was a big deal at the time what i could never figure out cuz i'm not very smart as you know but what i could never figure out is i would watch my parents and other people and they they just thought, oh isn't he great he's just fantastic and and I and I remember thinking, well, yeah, he is. But do you notice anything else about him? Uh, and they said, what? Well, yeah, he's what? a showman. He's just a show. Oh, that's he's just, a show person. Just being a showman. Exactly. Uh, to me, he was so obviously, uh, if not gay, he was just re- ridiculously flamboyant to the to the extent of becoming campy. But yeah, and I think everybody thought that was really yeah. just sort of his act and his his shtick when it was really seemed and, like a likable guy. Yeah, and I wonder if he wasn't aware of the irony of that and was able to really then just be much more flamboyant than than you know if if he if he kind of got it and knew he could just be as crazy as he wanted to, but really being his his real self. Yeah, I guess so. He's a fascinating <clears throat> the, guy. The Liberace right. Museum, uh, actually in Paradise, Nevada. And yeah, it is uh, been it's been closed. He actually opened this museum and dedicated it to. Yeah, <laughs> well, who's gonna do it? Yeah. <laughs> Ten right. years before he died, he yeah, said, kind of "I think I'll have a museum and I'm gonna dedicate it to myself." I'll be seeing you in all the old familiar places. That this heart of mine embraces all day through. I know there was a Roy Rogers Museum someplace in California. That's all closed up and all that yeah. stuff's been sold. And You can do a virtual uh, tour of these, uh, some of these uh, museums, by the way. Hmm. So. Happy trails to you. So that's what's um, going to happen. I mean, that's that's what will happen there. I mean, to every museum, unless, unless you're a history, a, a, a lion of history, for example, they're not going to close up the Lincoln Library or Lincoln's birthplace or whatever. What because, about our our air? Because he endures, but show business people, they're very, um, you know, they're temporary. Yeah, but do you ever think the you know Graceland is ever going to get shut down? Well, I, probably someday. Really, it, it, it'll be a, that has more staying power, obviously. Right. He's become, he's more of a, a 
icon like Marilyn Monroe type. I yeah, but she doesn't have a museum. Well, that's a good point. I mean, but she certainly, you see her pictures and, uh, you know, bric-a-brac, a plenty of her. Mm-hmm. So she's, uh, she's still kind of out there in the public consciousness, but I think once... Uh, once things you uh, finally pass away, like Liberace did, I think you know, it starts to dim, and fewer and fewer people. Oh yeah, that guy! I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember my grandparents talking about him. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, the, the movie is very good. It was directed by Steven Soderbergh, who usually does you know feature He's, films, and he does very edgy stuff. So yeah. that's why everybody there was a lot of buzz about this movie. And I think he's done. I think he said he's done directing. I, I, really? I might have that wrong. I think that's oh, what he wow. said. Oh, wow. But interesting thing, and, and then we'll move on, but about Michael Douglas. His dad, Kirk Douglas, is, of, as of this podcast at least, still out there. Yeah, and, uh, he he's, had a stroke. had a stroke, but he's in his 90s now, but he's still... Um, ambulatory, and, and he's written some wonderful books. I've mm-hmm. read a couple of them. But he had the rights to the Ken Kesey story uh, that became uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Really? Yeah. Kirk Douglas owned the rights to that. Wow. And he did a, and he put together a Broadway play that he portrayed the part that we know of Jack Nicholson. Wow. Play. Had no and, idea. That's fascinating. And he always had this idea that he's going to do this movie. He's going to be... Really, that character, and and he couldn't, he just couldn't get the picture made. It, and ten years went by, and um, and so he he said to Michael Douglas, his son, he said, "Here's this, here's the script for this movie. Uh, you take it over. You, you you make it your movie. See if you can get it made. I just couldn't. Nobody would do it. I just I don't know. I tried and tried and tried. Nobody yeah. would do it. So Michael says, okay." And so he sells it. He he almost immediately sells the movie, mm-hmm. and he's going to be the executive producer of it. And then he has to make this painful phone call to his dad, and said, "Oh, uh, we the part of R. P. McMurphy, Dad. Um, it's hard for me to say this, but you're too old for it now." Oh wow! It, we found a young actor named Jack Nicholson. You know, maybe you've heard of him. We, we think he just blew everybody away in the auditions. He's he's going to be better. So here's his dad, who's given him this script, essentially given him a free movie. His baby too. I his mean, baby. he's nurtured this for ten and, years. And, and but 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 Kirk, while bothered by it a little bit initially, felt well that showed me a lot about him, yeah. Michael, that he has the moxie to do that, even yeah. with family, because he wants this movie to be as good as it can be. And exactly. Of course, of course, it won an Academy Award and, and won, uh, uh, you know, an Oscar for... Many Oscars yeah. for Louise. And it's a terrific film. Fletcher yeah, and fantastic. Jack Nicholson. So what would you, how would you feel if Chris Cashman did that to you? I'd kill him. <laughs> You'd say moxie be damned. Well, yeah, no, he... Uh, it, it, that's why it was interesting. I thought it was a, for a father mm-hmm. and a son, and they still, you know, it just was a business thing. Yeah. It was not a family thing, and it, it didn't become one. It didn't become a feud or anything like that. I thought that was pretty cool. As we know, Michael Douglas, though, uh, is feels pretty lucky to still be working, doing movies like Behind, Behind the Candelabra. Yeah, he was not looking very good He's a had stage four cancer. Or oral cancer, and, throat uh, cancer. And I, I don't know... 
I, I do know that stage four is bad. That's like the final stage. And so the doctors, while they gave him treatments and things, I, I never, and I saw him come on talk shows and things, and you didn't get the idea that he had a great deal of confidence that he was going to beat it. Yeah. But uh, at least for now, yeah, he has. He lost a lot of weight doing it. He's 68 years old now. He's still working. And uh, as to why he got cancer, I mean, when I heard oh. about it, I thought, well, it must be because cause I remember seeing him on the streets of San Francisco, that TV show and elsewhere, and he That's always had right. a cigarette. He had a cigarette going all the time. That's right. Probably drank a lot. I mean, it could be any number of reasons why he got this throat or mouth cancer. Or right. Turns out. Just that, a couple of actual reasons why he would get it. Yeah. Not and, any number, huge number. Well, I don't, eh, and I don't know, but, but, it, and I don't know if he's uh, retracted this statement since. But, well, I'm going to let you just figure out how you're going to say this. Okay. Because, um, you know, this came out a couple months ago that he he reportedly said, you know, everybody thinks it's because I'm smoking and drinking and that's how I got this. But that's not, it's not, that's not it. It's not it. So what is it? You tell me. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to do this as gracefully as... Everybody knows. I just want to see how you handle this. Let's just say I'm telling it to somebody who doesn't know. It was a huge story a couple months ago, which I just found laughable. But go ahead. He says it was caused... Well, this is a... We're a grown-up podcast. We can say this. He said it was caused by... (laughs) By the um, delivery on his part of oral... Uh, consensual, presumably. Um, uh, Jumped right to Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah. Oh, actually, I don't think it was her fault. They've been together like 10 years. So basically, yeah. is he blaming it on her? Uh, I, I don't think he's brought her name. Okay, he says he got it because <laughs> of oral sex. There, there. This was beating around the bush. Oops, I can't believe I said that. Uh <laughs> So, so was he bragging Which, about it? Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Catherine Zena Jones. Or was he saying that this was a culmination of years of this kind of activity with thousands of or hundreds of different women? Or men. Well, he didn't get specific, did he? Well, I think he kind of did. And he was very good as Liberace, I'm just telling you. I think he kind of did. Yeah. Um, because apparently... I, yeah, I don't know. I remember. I, I remember, remember hearing about this, but I don't. Re- I didn't see a press oh, conference where no, he said no, no. it. And I remember the Twitter. Twitter was going insane with when this announcement came out, and you know, there's guys out there. Will that sure be worth it to me if I could be with Catherine Zeta Johns? That's just stupid comments like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll take some of that cancer. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. You so, tell him, Larry. But I guess his publicist came out and said, look, 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 look. You mean Larry's or Michael Douglas's? Michael Douglas' okay. publicist came out last month and said, look, 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 look. He never said that's, that is how he got it. He said that's how you can get it. 
Really? But I still don't understand how you can get it. He must be the only documented case in the world. Because don't you think that would have been a huge warning? That would have been among yeah. all the other, the hair on your hands, you're going to go blind, all those other warnings we get as kids. That would have surely been right up there as a warning to us kids not to be messing around. Well, it's if it, it were true. If it, it, it's for the sake of not argument, let's say it is hands. true. Uh, but I didn't see any, and I don't watch all of them, but I didn't see any eminent uh, physicians or medical experts coming on and saying, yes, it's absolutely true. Let me show you how. It, it happened to me. Now, if you do it correctly, there is no cancer risk. But you have to do it this way. He was doing it this way. That's the difference. Maybe he was smoking while he was doing it, and that's how <laughs> maybe he got that, it. And he misidentified <laughs> maybe. maybe uh, the I, other don't reason. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's craziness. Well, I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, seeing this uh, you'll Liberace like it. movie. I, think you'll I hope like it's it. available on demand right now, because right. I don't have HBO. I don't uh, get it. Yeah, I know. But uh, you'll, you know you'll see it sooner. Netflix you, might have it Do you know now. what I am starting to watch? Because I'm, I'm tired of... Uh, Your P's and Q's? <laughs> and I'm tired of paying money to watch... Breaking Bad, and I want to catch up on all those, but I'm going to wait till they become free. Uh, Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones. I'm spending an enormous amount of money watching those episodes. So yeah, now, yeah, I, I have I've to not, stop. I've not seen Game of Thrones, oh. but I've heard nothing but good stuff. Oh, you will love it. You'll mm. love it. It's there's those there's a lot of guys getting throat cancer in that movie. Let me just tell you. <laughs> Yikes! It's graphic. It's it's boobs and blood. Mm. It's boobs and blood. Hmm. I know. You'll Is that like how they it. market it? No, but that's how I would if I if it were me. That's Boobs really pretty much every episode. But you're going to see. I've heard people say that there are so many characters and the. And the plot is so Byzantine yeah. that you can't really understand what's going oh, on. Oh yeah, half the you time. can. You can. Can you? Even if you don't remember the names, you'll still remember face bad guy. Oh, face good guy. Okay. Oh, oh that guy. You'll. you'll that guy, no face. But if oh, somebody oral sex. The, but, <laughs> But if you, that's the problem with reading a book. I think then you have to sort of keep track of the names because there's no pictures to go with that's it. That's true. I'm just imagining a, a scene <laughs> from Game of Thrones. Here's a scene from tonight's Game of Thrones. Oh, Harold, are you there? Where are you, Harold? That's very funny, sir. I didn't realize. You'll like it. You will love it. But you might want to rent, you can get it on Amazon on demand, but it's $2.99 per episode. Per episode. Well, does that sound high to you? Yes, it does. Are That's... you renting it or owning it? I own it. Oh, are you downloading so it? Let... Yeah, so I could let you come see them for free. Well, that doesn't bad. I mean, if you if it was a you would pay two ninety nine for a one night rental normally at rent, uh, DVD store. Not for one episode. Sure, it's an hour. So long. so our friend Trixie went and rented the whole series at once, the whole at uh, the whole season rather. Yeah. And so season one was still you know thirty dollars to rent the whole season, which is what this sort of comes out because there's about ten episodes. Yeah, you do season. that enough, and you're talking some serious. You stuff. are talking yeah. so for seasons one and two, and then season three is already is already done and i don't know when that's going to be available on demand but well i'll tell you this much. apparently it had a scene in there that had the entire world talking 
Really? Oh, apparently huge. I must have been away from the world that day. Oh, yeah. No, everybody was talking about it. And don't Google it. Don't ruin it. I've, I've tried not to. I did that by accident but with the Breaking red wedding, Bad. But yeah. the Red Wedding, whatever the episode that the Red Wedding is in, apparently is quite a doozy. In fact, people were actually filming themselves. Don't Google it. I, what was it again? The Bed Wedding? The Red Wedding. People red wedding. apparently knowing that this was coming, this episode was coming on HBO, were setting up cameras to film their reactions of the scene that was coming. And people were posting these videos everywhere. Is that funny? That's pretty cool. Yeah, so they wouldn't. But I, I, I cannot imagine. Of course, everything's your favorite that until you see the next big thing. But for me right now, I don't think I've ever seen a show that grabbed me like Breaking Bad. Oh, I, I just know. love, I it. love so it. So if I love it, does too. this would this Game of Thrones rise to that level or even yeah. above? Oh, I think so. And I so I'll have it depends on what mood I'm in. If I if I. You you're know, in the, if you're there's in, not a lot of boobs and blood in Breaking Bad, um, but yeah, there's a lot you're of. Right. But, you know, I don't like it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it'll depend. Like one night, like I'll kind of be in the mood to see what's going on with Breaking Bad's, and those episodes are only a dollar ninety nine a piece, so that helps a lot. But what I've done now, I've, I'm trying not to spend any money between the two of them. I can wait. I started watching AMC's The Walking Dead, which mm-hmm. is uh, got two seasons available. They just wrapped a third season. I just watched the first three episodes last night. It's scary. It's a great, great series. Won tons of awards and Emmys. You'll like, how, you'll like that, too. Remember how great. they used to say uh, they, people who uh, to this day just disdain anything to do with television. I think there was a time when they could make a pretty good case that when we just had three networks and all of that kind of stuff, that there was just mostly crap on TV. Stuff wasn't very good. Yeah, but, I suppose. But, I mean, when you look at old episodes of the original Hawaii Five O or the comedies, you know, <laughs> Beverly Hillbillies and stuff. I disagree. I don't know. I Dream of Jeannie. Uh, you, you know, that stuff. You look back and go, gee, that was, I like that? That's boring. I don't this know. stuff now I know. is so gripping and so involving and just so well written and yeah. beautifully crafted and acted. My gosh, there's no comparison. Well, there certainly was a, um, a definite wall dividing television people from screen people. You never crossed that line. There were TV people and you, if you were a film, if you were a screen star, you never stepped down to do a television yeah. show that just was unheard of <clears throat> now same, that's where you want to go because that's where the good stories are sure and same thing regular paychecks too mm-hmm. the same thing with screen uh, television actors you know with the voiceover world you if you remember that scene out of tootsie where dustin hoffman cannot get a job and he is begging his publicist he says and i quote i'll do anything even voiceovers because voiceovers were considered to be just horrible yeah. jobs big, big big movie stars would do voiceovers but not in this country never they, they ever ever and now they're everywhere there's celebrities doing voice work for games speaking of michael douglas he's the guy that says this is uh, the nbc nightly news does he really with uh, brian williams That's he him. does not yeah just listen From NBC News World Headquarters in New York, this is NBC Nightly News with Brian Williams. Oh my God, I had no idea. So it's, it is interesting that, that the crossover now is really more about art and stories and and content rather than, uh, rather than I don't even know what I was going to say, rather than. But, um, well, but yeah, it's... television. Although, you know, I do, here's what I do. The television that I miss from, from the old days that we don't have anymore 
The Carol Burnett Show, The Sunny and Cher Show, all yeah. those variety shows were yeah. so much fun. Yeah. I'm going to say it too. The Donnie and Marie Show. Oh. I don't disagree with you. I, I I miss that too, but public doesn't want it. And they they have voted with their clickers, I guess. I know, but I've I've gotten entwined in YouTube clips from Sunny and Cher where I've stayed up for three hours later than I have just because I want to see each clip. And Carol Burnett clips, they're everywhere on YouTube. Yeah. You can just you Car- can Carol Burnett show was wonderful and still holds up. It to really me. does. Not every of course not every sketch is great. But the the very best ones are terrific. And you know, another great show that's fun to watch is the Dean Martin. Dean, yeah. So, yeah the Dean Martin really show, good. yeah. He was really good. And the other one that I loved that I, I don't know if a lot of people know, the Flip Wilson show was phenomenally great. Do you remember Flip Wilson? Mm-hmm. Just a, way ahead Geraldine, of his time. Yeah. Way ahead of his time. And um, in a in a to have his own variety show as you know, there was a guy that was smoking. Remember, he'd come out and do his monologue oh, with a cigarette. Right. Going. That's yeah. right. In traveling, lots of unusual things happen in traveling. A few weeks ago, I'm riding a train between New York and Washington. When I boarded the train, the first thoughts: find my seat, get settled, and relax. Once I got settled, I glanced across the aisle and I noticed the woman occupying the seat there had her baby with her. Ugly baby. <laughs> Bad looking baby. <laughs> I want to make it clear that generally I'd be reluctant to express an opinion of someone's kid. But I know an ugly baby when I see it. And I had only glimpsed it. Quick look. And this fella enters the coach. He's half smashed. When he gets to the section where the woman is with the baby, he stops and he's staring. And the lady's watching him. She heard him when he said to himself, Damn. And the lady said, What are you looking at? Guys, and I'm looking at that ugly baby. <laughs> so that's a bad looking baby, lady. That's a hell of a kid you got there. So I bet you save a lot of money with that baby. You don't have to hire a babysitter. No one's going to bother that kid. The woman took this as an offense. She pulls the emergency cord, the train stops, there's a big scene, the conductor comes running in. So what's going on in here? What's going on in here? And the lady said, this fellow just insulted me. I don't have to spend my money and ride this railroad and be insulted. Conductor says, now calm down, lady. He said, madam, he said, the railroad will go to any extent to avoid having differences between the passengers. He said, perhaps it would be more to your convenience if, if we were to rearrange your seating. And as a small compensation from the railroad, if you'll accompany me to the dining car, we'll give you a free meal. And maybe we'll find a banana for your monkey. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, all those variety shows, I miss those. I miss them. Grew up with those. You probably those were right. You were probably a Lawrence Welk fan, too, weren't you? No, but I'll tell you what, that's got to be one of my favorite Saturday Night Live skits is the Lawrence Welk skits. Very funny with Kristen Wiig. I miss her doing those. Very funny. Yeah. Yeah, they're they okay. I mean, I I think she's terrific. You, 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 that particular franchise. My name is Dooney. Yeah, but you, you don't think do that's it, funny. But you need to do it over and over. Okay, it was funny. Yeah, that's the, the whole. Time. That's the whole thing. Is it's that, the same. It was like telling the same joke over and over and over. But exactly. But it's the you've got a different guest host each time. And did you see the one? Uh, oh, well, I'm sorry. I think it's funny. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So, are there any recurring characters that you liked? Yeah. I, Who? Because uh, it wasn't it doing the same joke over and over. Like, isn't that the maybe kind of the so? Point? But I never mm-hmm. got tired of it. 
Uh, Chris Farley's motivational speaker. First off, I am 35 years old. I am divorced. And I live in a van down by the river. That would just it would make me fall down out of my chair with tears in my eyes. I, to me, he's the all-time greatest uh, character actor, the, the cast member of the entire run watching, of Saturday Night Live. Watching him do that, I believe the first time that he rolled that character out was David Spade played played a kid, and Christina Applegate was the guest host on. <laughs> so they played the two teenagers that were you know, getting the dressing down from their parents. When you watch that clip... Instead of watching him, keep an eye on David Spade. David Spade is doing everything possible to keep it together. Oh, I know. During that, I mean, during that that he, skit, it's he, just so it was funny. It's so hard to work with him because he, 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 it was his goal to make everybody crack up. <laughs> right. I mean, that was his deal. <laughs> and by the way, this is a little bit of interesting trivia. That sketch, that idea, the motivational speaker sketch, was written by a writer for Saturday Night Live at the time named Bob Odenkirk. And he plays the part of the slimy lawyer Saul on Breaking Bad. <gasps> That's him? That's Bob Odenkirk. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He play, he's great on as the yeah. slimy lawyer. He yeah. is so good. They got a great cast. Yeah, no really good, that. really good. Hey, um, one other thing I wanted to talk about, and, I don't, and the reason I want to talk about it, because I like to be educated by you on stuff that I don't know about, which is most stuff. But I saw this uh, article, or actually you brought it to my attention, mm -hmm. that said women should not wear crop tops by the age of 34, even if they have a, you know, a great uh, stomach with lots of abs and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and and mm. so, first of all, I'm not even sure what a crop top is. So can you uh, enlighten me? You don't know me? what a crop top is? No. Okay, if you had to guess what a crop top is. <clears throat> well, I'm assuming it's... Uh, it's any kind of top a woman would wear that would expose their midriff. That's it. Okay. Like here, I'll show you. Like here's a picture of Gwen Stefani. Oh my God! <laughs> oh. See, but I don't care if she's 87. If, if you look that good, <laughs> why would you stop? It's yeah. This this article came out. It was a survey done. This, it's been a few weeks uh, that this has come out. I guess All Brand. That cereal All Brand. Stuff that tastes like cardboard. Mm -hmm. My grandma used to eat all, oh, all the time. Oh my god! Have you yeah. ever had it? You no, have to yeah. dump like a whole bowl of sugar on it just to get it to taste good. I know she would eat it because it, it was a laxative effect. Oh, I know. Yeah. So that, yeah, the fiber in it is good for you. Yeah. Well, so, that's what she believed anyway. So for whatever reason, this company was doing a, a survey on what women should wear and shouldn't wear, and I think they they were trying to to get people to eat more brand because they say that, you know, a puffy tummy is not attractive. And and they, they did this survey um, for, I think, 2,000 women participated in it. Uh, but, yeah, they say that m according to the survey, women believe that crop tops should be ditched at age 34. Well, you why should would there be a, never wear a crop Why should there be a magical age? For that matter, there are some people that from the time they're two years old should never wear a crop top. <laughs> I mean, really, you see these kind of sloppy-looking younger women walking around, like, they, though they have no idea. They, you know what, honey, you're a nice girl, I'm sure, but that really doesn't look good on you. 
Well, it maybe that's showcasing. all she has to wear that day. I don't know. Bikinis, no more bikinis after 40. Once you hit 40, get that bikini out of there. You have no business wearing it. Mini skirts and belly button piercings should be avoided after mm. mid-30s. Mm. Leggings Sounds should... rather arbitrary. Leggings should hit the bin by age 37. Stilettos, no, 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 as soon as you hit 41 years old, which oh, is wait, really who, ridiculous. Who's coming up with these stupid <clears throat> cutoff the, the, points? Just researchers that, oh, that are taking researchers. some... Researchers. Yeah, so... There's um, no research. They, they found that two-thirds of the of women believe certain clothes should come with a, a wear-by age, meaning you really shouldn't wear this after a certain age, regardless of the condition of your body. No. Nobody's going to have Gwen Stefani's stomach at age 80. They're just not going to. So, um, well, you know, and you and I were having this conversation when we were at Cairo FM uh, a few weeks ago filling in. Uh, John Curley and Andrew Walsh were doing a story about a woman who had worn a bikini down to the pool. Was very happy with her. Her weight loss, she lost 100 pounds and... John Curley was like, I don't care. She just, you gotta have a, you've gotta have a sort of a self-censoring button on you, on things you shouldn't be wearing. And that's what really this is all about, right? I, I mean, I'm still wearing high heels. Well. I'm 52. I think that it's fine, um, but I don't, I don't believe in the age cutoff thing. But I do think that there should be some sense of self-awareness of what, for example, I looked at a bunch of old photos when our kids were little and we were on vacation. Right. And I'm wearing these ridiculous looking short shorts. I know. I've seen pictures of men with these short shorts. Like yeah. if you watch like that old show or talking about old shows with the white shadow with yeah. Ken, he's got that those really yes. short shorts. And even basketball players, yeah. those outfits are short. really tiny. Yeah, absolutely. Short shorts look ridiculous they on men. They sure do. And I thought, God, you why pull, didn't somebody say something to me? Will you pull that picture out? I've got them everywhere. Yeah, I'll find one. No, of you. I'd like to post it on the website if possible. Um, well, perhaps. Okay, perhaps, that would yeah. be nice. Yes. I, I, yeah, I, they I don't do know look if I can ridiculous. put my hand on it right away. But, but they're also saying things like <clears throat> women should not have you know long hair past your shoulders at, after age 42. Especially if it's growing on your shoulders. 42. They say you need to keep, you need to mature it up. You no. need to mature your look up and that's when you should cut your hair short. Yeah, see, I, I, my wife has talked about this a lot too and I think she looks best with her hair longer. She looks very pretty with her hair long and she's yeah. what, about 98? She's going to be 98. 100? 100? Yeah, something like that. I, and my hair's long and I'm the same age close, close to your wife. I'm not going to cut my, I mean, it's not long, it's shoulder length. Yeah, do, do what you want. I don't. Nobody can dictate ages that you should do things. Well, yeah. How, having said that, however, like I talked about the short shorts, there's just some stuff after a certain time you just shouldn't wear. And there's no, some I've things you should never guys. wear. Like like nobody my age, for example, should wear a speedo. Well, yeah, really nobody should. Not even George Clooney should wear a Speedo. No, but uh, but certainly, and I see guys my age walking down the beach thinking they're all that. Mm -hmm. And I just like, man, that doesn't look the good, The only dude. people wearing those are should be the people in the Olympics. Yeah. That's it. And that's what kept me out of the Olympics, frankly. <laughs> Wait a minute. Brilliant. I got to wear Speedos? Okay. That's... <laughs> That's a non-starter. <laughs> right. I'm going to go out for polo instead. See ya. But there, you know, women get 
more judged about we we have a, 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 a way of expressing ourselves through our clothing that men don't. I mean, you guys pretty much, there's really nothing that an old guy can wear except that those baggy pants. You don't see old men wearing the baggy pants. That is definitely a young trend. So is there a cutoff age for those? Those pants that are draped all the way down, you oh, know you, what I'm talking you, about? So like the diaper look. Oh, so you can like see your cleavage, your backside cleavage. Yeah, your those your um yeah, your your underwear. You know how we're you know, the rumor of how that got started. Uh no, but I think you're about to tell us. Do you you do you know it? No, I, ru- I just said no. The, the rumor was that or I, and I don't know if the story is true that it actually originated in prison as. Code. It does not matter if it's true. Continue. <laughs> okay. the story is all that matters. I didn't know if you cared if I was being factual or not, but it, it no apparently originated in prison as a code. You want to know what for? That's, sounds like a good way to get a code. Code for. I'm, I'm available. available. Yeah. Yeah. So so, which is very funny that that it's 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 sort of been bastardized into this other uh, very hip uh, do you see you know Justin Bieber wearing his pants yeah. like that I think those like, uh, those pants look would look fine but I think there's sometimes when there should be a sign on there that says closed for repairs <laughs> thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast join Pat and Lisa online at Peculiar Podcast's Facebook fan page on Twitter at Mr. Pat Cashman and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. Peculiar.